You're listening to today's inspirational message on the Proverbs with Kurt Bjorklund. How do you make big decisions in life? Many of us don't have a way that we go about this strategically. We simply size up our options. Maybe we talk to some friends. Maybe we look at scripture. We trust our gut. We go on past experience and we say, this is probably the best way to go. And often that works out well. In fact, if you've had a string of decisions that have worked out well, you may think, I am really good at making big decisions. But one of the ways that our culture tells us that we are to make our decisions is to follow our heart. Undoubtedly, you've seen this somewhere in uh, TV or movies. Sometimes on TV, if there's a talk show or something like that, you'll see people talking about what they need to do and they'll present some ideas as the important thing and then somebody will say, well, all you need to do is follow your heart. And the audience will clap and say, yeah, that's right. Or if you're watching a movie, somebody will have options in front of them that aren't clear and some person will say, well, you just need to follow your heart. And then they follow their heart and it always works out that once they follow their heart, that is what uh, works out well. But I'd like to suggest that we should eliminate the phrase, follow our heart from our vernacular. Because your heart, my heart, will be wrong more than it's right. The Bible teaches us that our heart is deceived and desperately wicked or sick. Uh, Jeremiah 17, 9 says that. And I have certainly seen people who are smart and even spiritually minded follow their hearts into a ditch. And later they were unable to free themselves from that ditch. I've seen people convince themselves that what they know is wrong and not good for them is right and good because they were following their hearts. But to follow our heart assumes that our heart knows what is best. And if you're true to your heart, you won't end up very far from your best personal ideal. But ultimately, God offers something so much better. He offers wisdom, divine wisdom. And wisdom is presented to us right at the beginning of Proverbs. And each week we'll take a proverb. I'd encourage you just to read Proverbs 1 this week. And I'll try to pull five lessons. Obviously, there are more than five lessons in each proverb, but I'll try to pull different things. And and here the the, the first lesson is just this idea of don't follow your heart. And so, um, or resist this notion. And here's what it says. The Proverbs of Solomon, and a proverb is just a a word that means a comparison or a sage pronouncement, maybe a pithy statement. And then it says to know wisdom and instruction, to understand words of insight. And and verses two through six give us all of these phrases and words, and it would be well worth a little bit of your time to take some time and look up each of these words, either in English or if you have a program that lets you do it uh, from the original language and see what they mean. Let me just give you a couple examples. Wisdom. Here is the word haknan. It means an observation, obedience, careful planning, prudent conduct, um, and sensitivity to God. Instruction is musar, and Robert Alter translates it as reproof or discipline. So to know uh, what wisdom is, which is the observation and basically careful conduct of following God, instruction, reproof, discipline, understanding words of insight, to receive instruction in wise dealing. Wise dealing here has the idea of special insight into what's going on in righteousness, justice, and equity, 
Here's the, the, the original RJE training, righteousness, justice, and equity. And then prudence to the simple, and prudence is a word that could mean cunning. In fact, it's a word that's translated in Genesis 3, 4 for what the serpent does. So, so people who are simple gain a sense of prudence and knowledge and discretion uh, to the youth. Let the wise increase in learning, and learning here has, has this idea, again, of to take something and grasp through extensive study. David Hubbard says that it's a comprehension of truth that gives us enough wisdom to teach it. And, and all I'm driving at here is there are all of these rich pictures of what God does when we bring wisdom into our lives, because wisdom is seeing life as it really is and acting accordingly. And it's choosing that best course of action, a course that corresponds to the word of God. And, and it brings so many benefits into our lives, but we'll need to constantly fight the idea that we have all the wisdom we need. And we'll need to let go of the illusion that we can make great choices without any sense of divine guidance. Um, I don't know if you've had the experience of following your heart into something stupid. I've had lots of those instances, but I remember one when my kids were little. We were at a pool at a hotel and I took our towels down to set them up and so we'd have a place later and then I went up to the room to get the kids and bring them back down and this guy had moved my towel and sat in my chair our, our stuff like like I had left not just a towel like a hotel towel and I was irritated and 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 my heart said you should take this guy on um now you may think that that's wise but this guy was huge, and I came really close to letting that guy humiliate me. And maybe that's not the best example, but my point is just my heart, your heart, it doesn't lead us to the best things in this world. God's wisdom will. And once we make that decision, that wisdom will lead us to the best things. So stop following our heart and start following the wisdom of God. Thanks for joining us here today. There's a lot of great content to explore on Orchard Hill Plus and on the Orchard Hill main feed from the weekend. Have a great day.